Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Shane Hewitt. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night program. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right now. Let's do some Are You Okay? Yeah, let's do it. Are you okay with lining up as far as the eye can see for a burger? Well, I don't like to stand in line for anything. And I've stood in some pretty important lineups in my day. But if it's for a burger, it better darn well be the best burger in the entire country. Is that a fist on the desk, that adamant? <laughs> yes. Wow. I don't like to wait in line. Don't like to wait in line for your burger. <laughs> wow. That was very clear. Jason? Um, yes, for sure. I would wait for a burger. I mean, Matt, I think you were working on the show before when I, when I told the story of uh, me and my friends literally going across the border at night just to get a burger. So, I mean, if we can do that... I'm pretty sure we can wait in line for a burger. And that burger was Shake Shack, of course, the best burger in the world. Uh, but um, um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely wait in line. If it was for if a If it was really the best burger, burger in the world, why do they call it Shake Shack? Come on. It's, it's they call it the Burger Shack. It's, uh, hey, man. Well, they got shakes, too. Come on, man. Come on, you know. I sent I um, sent um, b- like Bobby like to go over there, and, he, and he, even he's like, yeah, it's a great burger. Well, I have this um I have uh this moment of my season of my life where we used to after DJing in Sudbury when I was doing radio in Sudbury. Uh we used to drive to Barrie to go to Taco Bell. And if you know Ontario, it's a fair trip. But it was worth it. Just saying. Um all right. Anyway, uh In and Out Burger, cult favorite that it is, opened two new locations in Colorado on Friday. Aurora police say the line was over 12 hours long. At one point, MSNBC had this story. It is a cult favorite out in California. In-N-Out Burger. So when two new restaurants opened in Colorado on Friday, look at what happened. People were clearly very excited. Check out these massive lines. Many waited all day for their double-doubles and animal-style fries. Aurora police say at one point the line was over 12 hours long. If you've ever had In-N-Out, you know why. At one point, they started urging people to go to other restaurants and save In-N-Out for another day. Wow. 12 hours long. Well, Popeye's went through that with their chicken burger, too. Yeah. We are crazy, crazy consumers, aren't we? Like, it's a burger. (laughs) In-N-Out's good, though. In-N-Out is fantastic. Not as good as Shake Shack, in my opinion. Can you go tomorrow? I mean, when the hype is there, that's, that's marketing, man. Yeah, but that's the point. That's what I'm saying is like, we are so tunnel vision on, I've got to have the hottest, newest thing that that's 12 hours. And you know what happens? Oh God, I'm going to sound old here. You know what happens? Then there's the complaining that I lost 
12 hours because I had to wait for the stupid burger and it's the burger place's fault because I had to wait 12 hours for the burger and now I can't afford to pay my rent or I got fired from my job and I missed my appointment and because the burger place took 12 hours. No, it is not what happened. It happened that way because you stood in line for 12 hours for a burger. What if they ran out of burgers though? Is that a, is that a good excuse to line, to line up for the burger? No. Thanks. They always have more burgers. Thanks, consumerism. Yeah. I'm all for buying stuff. But 12 hours. A texture says, is it better than five guys, Jason? Um, in and out is, yes, it's, be- it's better than five guys. But five guys is pretty good, though. Five guys is up there right. for me. John says, I really like A&W. I also really like Shake Shack. Um, 12 hours, texture says. You'll have to order pizza in your car while you wait in line. That's funny. Um, I am definitely, uh, okay with lining up for a burger, especially if there's bacon involved. Says Derek, um, pack a lunch to get dinner. No, says Mark. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you for your text message. Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. I wish they would bring Sonic and White Castle to Canada. You know what? Some of the best burger joints are really though. And every, every city has them. It's that one dive that you don't know why it's so good, but it's so good. That's what we need to talk about. We're going to do a burger thing. You wait. You wait. We'll do burgers. We're going to send Jason and his Veloster all the way across Canada eating burgers. Oh, man. He's not coming back actually... until he looks like a burger. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's actually there's one burger place that um, in Canada that's actually like highly sought out by people from the States. It's called the Burgers Priest. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, but there's uh, several locations in Ontario and then one location in Alberta. And I know there's people from BC who have driven all the way to the Alberta location because that's how good the burger is. And I've tried it and it's it again. It's a fantastic burger. I would wait in line for that burger. Oh, dear. Okay. 877-399-9898. Are you Okay. Are I saw a video of a moose running through deep snow today. It looked like a train. Have you ever seen a train go through deep snow? Like in video? Uh yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it looked like. Video. It was like Yeah, it was so good. And it was like this moose was running through the snow and it looked like a train going down the tracks, man. There was no stopping that thing. Snow flying everywhere. It was just remarkable. Anyway. Are you okay? With moose licking your car? Uh, no, I'd probably have to fight it off with a hockey stick or something. Well, that's very Canadian of you, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they do that, though. They, I believe, actually, they do that in Jasper. Either Jasper... Lick the, lick the car? Well, yep. Either Jasper or Banff. They have, like, a, a, a moose removal uh, apparatus, and it's a hockey stick. I've seen it in action. <laughs> elk downtown yeah. it's amazing when the elk literally walk through Banff um, there are people that can't leave their houses and have to call their bosses at work and say I can't leave because there's three elk in my front yard uh, <laughs> that's actually a real thing all Canadians so um, no it's moves. a story that's getting attention um, from our American neighbors Canadians and officials uh, have an important message for you do not let moose uh, lick your car we've heard some of this before but let's get the clip Images so Canadian, they are trending around the world with the hashtag Rocky Mountain Car Wash. 
moose who've been clamoring to get a nice lick of salt off cars in the Spray Lakes area. It is all of a sudden so common, it appears to have generated a new tourist attraction. Well, someone's got to clean my car, isn't it? Yeah, tonight we've got the video. There has been a rush of people trying to see the animals licking cars. Oh Teresa and CJ Malin are just one of dozens who set out today to try to see a moose, and they did. They found a young adult moose along the side of the road licking salt off vehicles. It came right up to their car and spent half an hour licking the salt off. They say it was an amazing experience being so close to such an animal. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and his antlers kept bumping into the car and you'd hear little crashes and bangs and you're kind of like, just take it easy, Moose. But uh, he took good care. <laughs> it was a close encounter. It was a little intimidating at first, but he had kind eyes. Very kind eyes. You could just tell that his main focus was just to lick the salt off. And uh, he was quite enjoying himself. Yeah. No drama. You've got to be careful, though. Parks officials say if you do have an encounter with one of these big animals, stay inside your car with the windows up and gently encourage the animal to leave. There have been several sightings of moose in parking lots along Spray Lakes area in the past week, even at vehicles stopped along the side of the road from Canmore to Peter Lougheed Provincial Park. How exactly do you gently encourage a moose to leave, by the way? That's interesting. That audio is courtesy of CTV. That's their story from a couple of years ago because this has been an ongoing thing. But now it's officials in Jasper and Alberta have put up signs asking motorists to avoid allowing moose from licking their salt. Uh, a treat moose find hard to resist uh, off their cars. It's Maybe they should use the uh, salt brine, the beet juice brine, because then they would get a good dose of vitamins too while they did it. That'd be good. <laughs> this is the Shift Daily Podcast. What about a um, what about a rat-sized grasshopper that looks like it's got an evil Hollywood movie face? That's what a widow is. Uh, Sir Christopher Witta. Gilbert um, is 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 here. He's hey. joining us. And I asked him. I said, "Is there anything creepy in us in New Zealand uh, like Australia?" And he said, "Well, there's this weta, which is they say rather harmless. Uh, they could be as some of them the size of a rat, and they look like a grasshopper." Ooh. They're awesome. They're awesome. They're great. Welcome they're to the show, they're a national treasure. Nice to see your face. Hey, nice to see your face too, and all of the other lovely faces I can see. Good to see you, man. Zoom the call. Face. Yeah, That's Zoom true. call. <laughs> Good to see you, Zoom man. call. So Chris has uh, moved uh, from Canada and moved to uh, Japan. So for those who don't know, um, maybe help us understand where are you, and um, maybe a little insight about what that looked like. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, for all the new heads out there, um, hi, I'm Chris, and I'm currently in a place called Ikebukuro, which is in the not very nice part of North Tokyo, where uh, <laughs> I have been quarantining for the last couple of weeks, and uh, will continue to live temporarily until I find an apartment. But yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the big, I'm in the big apple. I'm in, I'm in the 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 smoky smoke smoke, you know, like and. Hopefully, hopefully soon I'll be able to get a nice little home out in the suburbs, but um, I do have some bad news. What's that? Which is that uh, for all of my my real fans out there, members of the Chris Gilbert OnlyFans page, and collectors <laughs> of my radio greatest hits collectible CDs and, and baseball cards, I um, I might not be getting little little potato chip Gilbert. What? It might not be happening. Aww. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this yeah. makes me so, feel like we should sing a song first before we continue with the story. I know, but we have to do it in a sad voice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Potato chip Gilbert. Potato chip Gilbert. There we go. Yeah. So lament for potato chip Gilbert, but um. The rental market is terrible here at the moment um, because nobody, surprise, surprise, is moving house. Um, mm. So the uh, cat, cat-friendly cat apartments are very slim to come by. So our little kitty potato chip Gilbert will have to wait for another day. That sucks, man. See, yeah. you should have got one in Canada, brought them with you. Yeah. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it I can anything, only but... imagine that the moving experience was so insanely difficult that I can only imagine what a cat would have thrown into the works. But, um, but yeah. How many, how many drinks, if you could estimate like in one lump sum total, uh, did you have since you, uh, decided that you were going to go dealing through all the hurdles of that <laughs> getting there. And then since in quarantine, if you had to estimate, um, and cause I know roughly how many days that is. So I'm totally going to judge you when you tell the answer. I, I have a, I have a notch on my liver for everyone. Um, oh, no, like, yeah, it's it, it wasn't pretty. Uh it was it was so stressful and like um particularly like the 72 hour window to get a negative COVID-19 test before your flight and to get the result back uh in British Columbia in that time and have all the paperwork filled out by the doctors in the way that Japanese official officials want. Like we we got the documentation as we were pulling up to the airport. And wow. so we were driving to the airport, not knowing if we were going to fly or not. Um, so yeah, we, we, we've had many, many beverages, but then we, um, we came to, we came to quarantine and you know what? Like quarantine, how many times in your life do you get two weeks to do absolutely nothing? Nothing. You know? Yeah. Nothing. Like just look out the window. Oh, there's a policeman on the corner. Oh. That bicycle ran a red light. Just that every day for two weeks. So it's, it was very peaceful in the end. You know what would have made that better? It might have been a pet cat. Just saying. <laughs> or, uh... Well, well, I will tell you, it's not, an, uh, you know, it's not all bad because our friends here do have uh, a little, uh, their own new cat called Ron, uh, who's a girl, and her, her, name is, her full name is Ron Magic Johnson. Um, and so w- we've been playing with her. <laughs> And uh, she she also has her own song as well, so it's not a total loss. Aww. Did you want to sing the song for us now? Or? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I had to make you ask, though, didn't I? Yeah, you Ron, did. <laughs> Ron, 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 the cat. Ron, 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 the cat. It just, just goes on like that. Really? That's <laughs> yeah, beautiful. I, I feel like yeah. I know the cat now. Well, <sighs> you know, it, it's going to be a cat somewhere in life, you know? Otherwise, what's the point? But yeah, potato chip Gilbert, potato chip Gilbert. You're on hold. All right. Well, so you've kind of been out of the game for a little while. We wanted to invite you back on the show. Yeah. You know, Jason's been doing the In Case You Missed It. He's been doing a good job. He talks about, like, BTS a lot. Um, but, you know, aside from that, he's doing a really great job. Um, BTS. Uh, yeah, the, the bacon, lettuce, and tomato band from Korea. They're like, oh, right on. Cool. Yeah, they're like right the on. South Korean yeah. Beatles. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. South okay. Korean Beatles. According to us. Nice. 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 Us. Hey, whoa, um, easy. Don't say us. <laughs> you can just say me. Don't, don't, you can just say me. I, I, I wouldn't be offended. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit rusty, but I thought I would, uh, you know, see if I could stretch my knuckles. Is, is that an expression? Stretch your knuckles? I'm it, not sure, it, but um, it is sure now. It is now. Yeah, I'm gonna stretch my <laughs> knuckles out and see if I uh, see if I can share a couple of uh, um, 
you know, international stories with you guys as, as a newly crowned Chris Gilbert international journalist. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. So like uh, kind of like a look around what's going on in, in Japan. Or are you thinking like, like the world or where do we go here? Uh, well, let, let's, let's start broader and see if we can uh, focus in. Like if we have time at the end, I might tell you a couple of silly things about what's going on here. But um, okay. yeah, yeah. Let, let's start at a broader scope, I think. So uh, All right. yeah, let's start, let's start in North Carolina. Um, so the first thing I came upon today is, so there's this fossil of quote-unquote drooling dinosaurs and it's 67 million years old and it's apparently an amazing thing to see two dinosaurs together uh, and this one fossil and apparently they're in a battle to the death all right and and, and this is what um th- this drooling. is what this... i thought you said drooling i was like i've never heard of a drool fossil drooling sir drooling <laughs> Aha, duel. I jewel. To a duel. <laughs> <laughs> you're a lord you should know that um, that. Yeah, the, but these. This is what this is what the story says. Um, this is the first couple of lines. The fossil skeletons of dinosaurs intertwined in what looks like a final death match have been donated to a North Carolina museum. The nonprofit organization that donated it said it's very important. Blah blah blah. Um, the paleontologists are very excited. It's a T. Rex and a Triceratops, and now they're now known as the Julian dinosaurs, and they were buried together 67 million, 67 million years ago. Wow. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if I was around and, you know, like th- this, this is that they were found intertwined and at what looks like a death match. So if I was around then, 67 million years ago, and I looked at the sky and there was a meteor hurtling towards the earth. Right. And I was like, oh my God, we're all going to die. <laughs> we're all going to die. And I looked, mm-hmm. look over my shoulder, and I look at, I look at the T-Rex next to me, and I, uh, do I think, well, I'm going to fight that guy, or, or do I think <laughs> something else? <laughs> so, I, I found the story, um, which is a paleontologist talking about it, um, and uh, just you know about the fossil, and the, I'm just going to play the very start of the story first. This is how she, she, um, she begins what her little speech about the fossil. This is the kind of thing that makes a paleo team drool, right? It's the kind of thing that <laughs> makes a drooling team drool. That sounds sexy to me. So <laughs> let, let's hear. There, there might be some hints about what's going on uh, in this fossils. Let's hear the full story. This is the kind of thing that makes a paleo team drool, right? It's like a Christmas present sitting in this unopened package, and we get to open it with the public like slowly over time and have those discoveries revealed. They had incredibly long, uh, slender legs. And then you have two arms coming down, one on this side and one on the other side. These are places where we think we have skin impression um, of the body. The skull and the hip of the Triceratops were showing. You can see some of that is starting to be revealed here. There are actually impressions of the shapes of the scales. That discovery part is why I'm a scientist, and it's what I love most about science, is the constant excitement we get. Yeah, I did I did nothing to that audio at all. That's that's exactly how I found it. It's so, exactly. Are we doing dinosaur porn right now? Is that what's happening? 
Ah, I'm going to leave it up to your imagination, Shane. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Okay, no. Dinosaurs love to, man. Dinosaurs love to. (laughs) Look, all all I'm saying is we're jumping straight to the conclusion to say these two are fighting, and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and think that maybe there's some kind of Romeo and Juliet, like, star-crossed lovers thing going on here, and maybe we should, you know, think of these dinosaurs in a more, you know, a fonder light. Silence. <laughs> no, I, uh... No, one, no. no one's with me. No, I'm on my own yeah. here. Come on, Jason. I, I, I don't know, you. man. I dinosaur, dino porn. Could be a new thing. You could be onto something. No, 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 not <laughs> porn. Love. Dino love, love. Shane. Dino it's about love. love. Right. Yeah, I, you're right. Okay, well, why wouldn't they? They would just look okay, up and... Okay, well, that was a flop. Let's it wasn't forward. a flop. That was awesome. <laughs> you've, you've given everybody something to think about for quite a long time, I think. Yeah, and maybe oh, some counseling. Maybe some counseling. Sure. It's in my head for sure. <laughs> All right, well, um, let's do something a lot more sane and uh, right. jump to the most sane continent uh, country that we know, Australia. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So this one kind of speaks for itself. Um, it's a really straightforward story. Um, man lost his wallet. Um, 25 years ago on a beach, 25 years later, um, it's returned to him. And it's a, it's a good story, so let's, let's hear the first bit. 1994, Mariah Carey is having a hit with her song Hero. There's a hero. OJ Simpson flees US police in a white Ford Bronco. And like many partygoers, Paul Davis is on a beach for New Year's Eve. That's where you come for a good time. Well, it was a pretty hectic night, and um, there was a bit of alcohol involved, and yet... No way. Yeah, 1994. Where were you guys in 1994? I was 10 years old. I wasn't born yet. I was in college. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I was about seven. Yeah, I was in primary school, but I, I remember 1994, I remember it's when all the Ace Ventura films came out. And um, sorry, all the Jim Carrey films. There was like The Mask, there was Dumb and Dumber. And, um, and this Yobbo in, uh, in Queensland, he lost his wallet on a beach while, you know, getting gas with a whole bunch of his friends on New Year's. And uh, 26 years later, that constitutes a news story. So, um, yeah, let's hear a bit more. It might have been a good night, but Paul ended up losing his brown leather wallet. I went in a bit of a mad, hectic rush and just couldn't find it. Paul forgot all about it until now. 26 years later, his favourite wallet returned to him by Joseph Buse and his good Samaritan mates. I was gobsmacked, actually. <laughs> gobsmacked. gobsmacked. <laughs> Did you say Yobo? I you would like that, Matt. Jinx. Yobo. Yeah. Yobo. Yobo. Y-O-B-B-O. I think. I believe. Yes. What does that mean? Like, idiot? Matt's heard it before. Uh, yeah, Yobo's <laughs> just like, uh, yeah, either like a garden variety... Um, you know, like douchebag or just, or maybe just a common citizen. I don't know if Yabo is just like supposed to be a mean thing or if it's supposed to just be like, just a citizen. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Thank you. Yeah. It's it. like a, it's like an average Joe sort of thing, you know, maybe okay. a bit into Aussie rules a bit. I mean, like, cause uh, the thing that's missing, um, and this is obviously the visuals and what you can't see is they, uh, they're, they're about to in the next bit do a reenactment. Um, and it's not one of those grayscale ones. It's, it's a, um, it's a real, it's like, and it's, it's, you know, like in color and and normal, but it's the guy who found the wallet with his long, really long hair, kind of looks like Matt actually. And he just walks up and he, yeah. And he hands the wallet over to the guy and (laughs) perfectly framed right between them. They're on the beach is like, just like on a stool. It's just like a six pack of beer. (laughs) 
Uh, it's like, oh my god, it's so perfect. This is like the most Australian thing I could imagine. Should we use the same music as the last dinosaur lovemaking thing for this? Because it kind of sounds like there's bromance going on here. <laughs> well, let, 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 maybe, maybe there is, Shane. Let, let's have a listen to what, what happens next. Joe's housemates finding a wallet in the sand dunes just near where Paul lost it all those years ago. A little weathered, but still intact, with Paul's cards for Medicare, the Lismore Workers Club and TAFE, plus an old $5 note. Absolute fantastic result. Joseph turning to social media for help. This is the cheeky Facebook post put on the local community page. Paul G. Davis, it says, found your wallet. Sorry all the cards expired in 95, but the five bucks might still be good. You just bought Future You a coffee 25 years ago. Incredibly, the post was spotted by the wife of Paul's cousin. It's unbelievable. I guess it's gone, gone viral. Yabo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get Yabo now. Yeah, he's gone viral. He's gone viral. Yeah, viral. And uh, so, yeah, he lost his wallet 26 years ago. He gets it back. And, uh, yeah, in this last bit, he, he's, got, he's got big plans for his now famous wallet. A happy ending to an incredible lost and found story for painter Paul, who plans to frame the wallet for his home bar. Aww. Nice. Nice. <sighs> that's that's He's neat, He's going to frame it. Yeah. yeah, his home bar. I like that. Get a few hey, of the mates Matt, around. I was wondering, if you, how do they say bar in Australia versus in New Zealand, Matt? Can you help me with that? Yeah, so it, it, it's you know very different dialects, right? So an, Australia, an Aussie might be like, where's the bar? And then the, and a New Zealander will be like, where's the bar? Totally different, yeah, completely different. Totally different. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Sorry, Chris. Didn't mean to interrupt well, there. Sometimes we have to understand. Well, I know it's a running joke, but I might say I'm mightily offended by that. <laughs> bar and bar are completely different. Completely different. I, uh, <laughs> I understand different. the context, sure, but, you know, there's a line, guys. You know, Australians <laughs> are like, where's the bar? And New Zealanders are like, where's the bar? Like, it's... Yeah, and I don't think we I think I don't think Australians would call it a bar anyway. I think there's something much more crude that we couldn't see on the radio. Right. So yeah, I I'm just wanna you know just put my foot down on that one. But yeah, I understand. Very good. All Let's right. move on. Very good. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. Let's dig ourselves into. In case you missed it, shall we, Maddie? In case you missed it on the radio, here's Jason Manawas. Ding. Bling. Thank Thanks. you, Matt. Um, so a good weekend for your boy, because not only did my European football team, the Tottenham Hotspurs, win and sit on top of the Premier League standings in the UK, but my American football team, the highly made fun of Dallas Cowboys, actually won today. And they did it in style because Cowboys rookie receiver C.D. Lamb made probably one of the most ridiculous catches you'll ever see, or in this case, here. Here's a clip. Second and goal. Dolph, looking at zone, he throws, what a catch, C.D. Lamb for a Cowboys touchdown. Wow, Kenny, I don't know if fans recognize how hard of a catch that was. So um, let me visualize this for our uh, audience here. He was it running was amazing, the route. first of all. It was amazing. Like, it was unbelievable. So he's, he was running the route. He was getting around his defender. He falls. And as the ball is falling to him, he catches it over his head. So he trips and falls. And as he's falling and as the ball is going to him, 
he catches it like over his head just before the ball touches the floor. Insane catch. Like you like I like, oh my god, you just have to watch it. Just search it up on YouTube, or whatever. CD Lamb catch. You'll see it. It'll probably be the first thing up there. However, it's not just Americans showing out in the NFL. Canadian Chase Claypool is on a tear. I'm not mixing this number up. He has scored 10 touchdowns in his last 10 games. You know how hard that it is for a ride receiver to do? Anyways, here's a clip of the Canadian wonder rookie, Chase Claypool. Do you think this is a new phase of the offense? I do. I think it's an extra phase to the offense. Deep shot. Caught. Touchdown. Claypool. Claypool. Chase Claypool. Look out for him. Abbotsford guy. Um, Abbotsford, BC. He's he's showing out in the NFL. Showing Americans that Canadians can also play in the best uh, football league in the world. Um, so today, uh, yesterday or last night, um, it was the when was AMAs. It? Uh, yesterday, <laughs> last night. Sometime um, recently-ish. Sometime, a few hours ago. Um, the American Music Awards um, were, uh, were going on. So the, so the AMAs this year were fantastic. Although we are currently in a pandemic, a lot of hardworking people behind the scenes had to think of how to pull off the awards this year and um, how to uh, do all the presentations and live performances. Um, and they pulled it off. It was a fantastic uh, award show. Most notably, the Canadians stole the show. Um, the weekend, who some for some reason dressed up with a bandage mask, uh, he won the Best Male Soul and R&B Artist. And Justin Bieber also performed, and this is a mashup of their performances. Canadians there. Good, beautiful. <laughs> Good Canadian they were great. Yeah, they were the Canadians ripped it up. But if the Canadian pop stars tore the house down, oh boy. the South Korean Beatles burned oh the stage yes. and then some with their live performances of Dynamite and the new song which I played last week. Life goes on, but the live version. Here's a bit of it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't. BTS is here. <laughs> get it when you're old enough when you're of age <laughs> i don't know how old you are oh, you know what can we cut that that might be okay anyway coming to us all the way from south korea bts hey let's go 
feel it the same as the other song smooth you know maybe it's nice it's in, uh... well yeah, i don't speak ener- korean that's a start <laughs> not as energetic dynamite's probably their their hit of the year but you know still vibey you can hit of the year still driving this it's the hit of their <laughs> life brother <laughs> yeah no no I, I guess to put it into perspective like dynamite's their um their i want to hold your hand and the new yeah. song might be, oh, uh, I don't know, the long and winding road. Is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, mean, I get why you compare them to the Beatles, you know, because they had thirty-four top ten hits and more to twenty come. number one, twenty number one hits. So, I mean, I totally get why you uh, you feel like they're the same. Yeah, I mean, uh, long in, enduring, like long standing, probably not. But as of right now, you know, you, I think it's fair to dub them the South Korean Beatles. Um, so next, in case you missed it, uh, uh, in case you missed it, a bittersweet story for all the WWE fans who have been following the sport for several years because you can't tell the WWE story without the Undertaker. Yeah. Even when I was a kid, I remember everyone was trying to do the thing where you roll back mm-hmm. your eyes to look scary. We it were choke scary. slamming each other on the school field. Dangerous. Don't try that that's, at home. That's not. Uh, okay. <laughs> but anyways, after 30 years, The Undertaker retires from the WWE with his signature catchphrase. Here's a clip. My time has come. To let the Undertaker rest in peace. Rest in wow. peace, Undertaker. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, that's classy, man. That's cool. So much feels, man. I'm gonna miss him. Got goosebumps. He's he is perhaps my favorite wrestler next to. You know, Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, um, oh, who am I thinking of? Rowdy Roddy Stone Piper. Cold. See, R- Rowdy Roddy Piper was good. Yeah, that was fun. Ultimate there Warrior. There were so many good ones. Ultimate Warrior. I mean, there were so many characters that were so colorful in the beginning of yeah. all that. I mean, it's a lot different. I mean, what it ended up being in the end, the the yeah. soap opera that it is. But man. Yeah, mm. now now not so much. Like you don't really have like those legends, but um congratulations to Undertaker on a fabulous career. Um and we will end in case you missed it on this story. This is a throwback to 2016. So if you don't know the story, it's basically about Wanda Dench. She texted her she thought she was texting her real grandson uh to this guy. Uh it was it was a random teenager, but he replies back to Wanda saying, um, is it okay if I still come over for Thanksgiving? She says yes, and the two have been celebrating the holiday since then. It was in, this was in 2016. Um, now this story is um, she lost her husband, um, and to celebrate her husband's life, she decided to do an early Thanksgiving uh, with her family and also that same person that she randomly texted a few years ago. Here's the story. 
Thank you for bringing everybody here together safely. Their tradition <laughs> lives in the hearts of so many around the world. Oh my God. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Thanksgiving just wouldn't be the same without Wanda and Jamal. I didn't want to miss Thanksgiving with Jamal. It was five years ago that Grandma Wanda thought she was texting her real grandson, but accidentally texted teenager Jamal instead. Out of courtesy, she invited Jamal over for Thanksgiving dinner. The two have now celebrated with their families together ever since. This year is definitely is different than all the years in the past. The pandemic has taken so much and took the one whose smile, hugs, and warmth made Jamal and his girlfriend, Michaela feel right at home. Wanda's husband, Lonnie, passed away from COVID-19 in March. Wanda there with him in his final moments. It was five minutes later and he passed away. So, <laughs> sorry. She knew her first Thanksgiving without him would be hard, but Jamal and Michaela would make sure she wouldn't be lonely this holiday. They decided to have an early mini Thanksgiving together with Wanda, her daughter, and the real grandson. A seat and candle left at the head of the table, knowing even though Lonnie isn't here, his spirit is. Jamal knows he would hear this. I would just like to say hi, um, say thank you for opening me welcome me into your home with open, open arms from day one. Lonnie would always say grace before the Thanksgiving meal. He was Wanda's biggest cheerleader. So in his honor. It's a beautiful story that started a bunch of years ago and really cool to see that that's what family is now. And I love hearing about that story every Thanksgiving. Great job, Jason. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tune into the show online or on the radio.